Welcome to a Hope Alive Church podcast, where we strive to be an authentic family of believers, where we believe everyone can encounter the living hope found only in Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy the word. Amen. Amen. The presence of the Lord is in the room today. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Go to the book of Mark with me today. Let's go to the word. Man, I'm hungry. I'm excited. I'm full at the same time. You ever been hungry and full at the same time? That's, that's when you know you got an eating problem. Amen. When you're hungry, but you're full at the same time. I'm full of God. And I'm full of his word this morning. But at the same time, I'm hungry for more. Man, we came in the room. I came in the room this morning about 9.15, and there was already such an atmosphere of worship in this place. And our worship team, they, they attempt on Sunday mornings to sound check, but it turns into a spirit check. Amen. I said it turns into a spirit check. We want to make sure that not that the sound is right and the lights are right and the words are right and the song and the tone is right. We want to make sure the Amen. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 6. I want to speak this morning on the subject. I am. Everybody say, I am in the storm. Say it again. I am in the storm. Mark chapter 6. Immediately after this, the gospel of Mark says Jesus insisted. One interpretation said he demanded he demanded and insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida. And while he sent the people home, everybody say he sent. After telling everyone goodbye, he went to the hills by himself to pray. And verse 47 says, late at night, the disciples were in the boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on the land, and he saw they were in serious trouble. And they were rowing hard and struggling against the winds and the waves. And about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came walking on the water, but he intended to pass them by but when they saw him walking on the water they cried out in terror thinking he was a ghost and they were all terrified when they saw him but but Jesus spoke up I'm so glad that Jesus spoke up to them and said do not be afraid he said he said take courage he said I am here then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. Hallelujah. And they were totally amazed for they still did not understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves where their, hard, their hearts was too hard to take it in. I don't know about you today, but I want to tell you that I am in the storm. I don't know if you've ever found yourself in a storm. I would like to tell you, I would really like to tell you that being a son or a daughter of God exempts you from being in storms. But the truth of the matter is we all find ourselves at some time or another. And if you haven't, I got good news and bad news today. 
you will find yourself in a storm. Father, bless the word today. Come on, lift your hands. Bless the word today. Lord, I don't know who's in the room today who is in the middle of the storm, but God, bless your word. Lord, let it be a lamp to somebody's feet. Come on, lift your hands. Let it be a light to somebody's path. Lord, we have prepared our hearts and minds in worship, and today the fertility of our hearts is ready to receive the strength of the seed of your word so that it can produce some hope, so that it can produce life, great king of glory, so that it can produce your presence over somebody's life here today. We feel you in the room, King Jesus. I said we feel you in the room, King Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Mark chapter 6. Man, this is an interesting passage of scripture, and I want to give you some context because we are, we are, where we find ourselves in the book of Mark is an interesting location. Let me tell you something about the Word of God nothing is coincidental in the Word of God. If you are struggling to read your word, let me just give you a, a, a Bible hack. Read it for what it is and what you see in the word and understand that every single detail, even what you don't understand yet, has significance and has meaning. You can never live in this world. You will not be able to live in this world and neglect the need to read the word and to understand God's holy word for your life. I will spend, Karina, I'll spend every breath I have for the rest of my life reminding God's church, you were born in this world, but this is the one thing you need to survive this world. You need the power of his word living in you. I'm glad you're at church on Sunday and I'm glad you're here to hear the word, but there is something that, that, that only you can do by opening up the Bible for yourself. I, I'm grateful for the K-Love word of the day, scripture of the day. I'm grateful for your cute little desk calendar that's got the scripture of the day reminder on there. But let me tell you something, there is something powerful that only comes when a child of God opens up the logos, the power, the rhema, come on, the power of God's word for themselves and as I was opening this word I was reading another story and I came across this one I was reading God's most most powerful to date at, at least at this point Jesus's most powerful uh, uh, miracle that he performed and that was the miracle of feeding 5,000 people you know the story in the book of Mark right before uh, this passage that we come to today Jesus had had organized a meal and if you've ever tried to cook for a crowd you know exactly how hard it is to not only prepare the food thank God he was divine and he prepared the food in a heavenly way but just to get everybody organized and set down and organized and 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 in order have you ever tried to organize hungry people amen do we line up here or where do we line up do we start here do I get my do I get my plate do I start if you're like me if you want to know a if you want to know a party hack go to the dessert table first 
Nobody's at the dessert table first. You get your favorite dessert, and then you can go through the line. Amen. But uh, Jesus was trying to feed all these hungry people, and finally, of course, he set them down. One interpretation said he told the disciples to sit them down in groups. Let me tell you something today. There must be an order in order for God to do miracles in your life. He does not just throw miracles upon the chaos of your life. Let me preach that to you today. He, there's people that just say, I'm just floating through life and just whatever happens, I'm just cool with the spontaneity and the, the sporadic happenings. And, and the old thing said, you know, Kesarah, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Let me tell you something. If you're looking for God to do miraculous things in your life, you're going to have to have a, an understanding that there has to be some things happen in your life to bring some order to your life. He will not bless your chaos because if he blesses your chaos, you will have a God-blessed chaos that no man can stop, not even you. But if he blesses your order, so he set them down and he blessed and he broke the bread. And then he gave. And, and he, let me give you some more context. He, get, he performed this miracle with 5,000 men that were counted. That's not including the women and children. And how many knows our children can eat? Amen. I don't know if you got any of these kids that just look at a pantry like mine. Luda, <laughs> walk up to the pantry just straight out of school and be like, I'm going to eat everything in this house that's edible right now. He fed some hungry people. But Tammy, he fed them and, and the miracle happened. And then they started saying, will you be our king? They started saying, oh, we... And Jesus said, no, 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 it's not time for that quite yet. And so he told the disciples, he said, y'all get on the boat and get out of here. And he sent, the Bible says, if you see in verse 46 there, uh, he said 45, it says he, he sent them away and he went up to the hills and prayed. Now, after this passage, I want to put into context as well that he was headed to a place called Genesaret. And this place, this place that he ended, I don't know if I'm saying that right for all you Hebrew scholars, so if, if there's a better pronunciation, just have your way. Amen. But that's where he was going. And, and, and even in that place, there was many miracles that took place. So what I want you to see today is, is there was a storm in between two miracles. Miracle of 5,000, the miracle of many being healed, and there was a storm in the middle. I really feel like I just wanted to say that today because I want to encourage somebody who feels discouraged by the current storm that they are in. Because every time in the word that there was a battle, there was all when God was involved, there was always a victory on the other side of that battle. Every time God was, was involved in the situation, if there was a storm, there was always a victory that was coming. And, and, and so I bring today's text back into context, and, I, and they're a little ahead of me there. But, but I, I notice some things about the scripture, and I notice some things that I think it's good for us to know. And the first passage of scripture as I'm, as I'm reading this is I see Jesus has the, 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 the desire to send the people and to send his disciples. 
And I want to tell Hope Alive Church this morning, like Mark chapter 6, verse 45 says, Jesus insisted, it says. He insisted. He demanded. He pushed them. He pushed them out of that comfortable place. Sometimes when miracles are taking place, when, when uh, food is flowing freely, hello somebody, when miracles and healing are flowing freely, we have a tendency to stay in that place. But let me tell you something. God always has something better even than the miracle you are currently in. God always wants to send you to something more. He sent the people away and he sent the disciples. The first thing I want you to see about this passage of scripture is Jesus sent them. We are a sent people. If you didn't know this, you are a sent person. You are not a staying person. You are definitely not a going backward person. If you belong to Jesus Christ and he is your Lord, he has sent you to something. He has sent you to a workplace. He has sent you to a school. He has sent you to a city. He has sent you to a certain occupation. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by God, which tells me I can understand that God has a destination that he has sent me to. Hello, somebody. If he's ordered my steps, he already knows where I'm going to end up at the end. Say amen. He has sent us why do we know that he has sent us because some of the last words that he said to his disciples before he ascended to heaven was he said go everybody say go he said go don't stay don't stay in your blessed place and just get fat and sassy he said go he said go into all the nations he said to go into every field, go into your occupation, go to every location, go to every floor in the hospital, go to every classroom in the school, come on, go to every house in the neighborhood. He sent us for something. I want to tell you today, God is trying to send you. He is trying to send you because he has a purpose for your life. Thursday, uh, Friday afternoon, rather, I prayed with a, a, a lady in our community who has made a countless impact on young people. And she does not go to church here. But she got out of the hospital and she called me and she said, Pastor Cliff, I, I feel like I'm supposed to come to your church and I'm just supposed to break through. She said, I had one of the biggest, biggest attacks of the enemy over the last few days. And she said, I was in the hospital and the enemy tried to tell me this and tell me that and, and, and God has something for me she said these words she said I think the enemy knows what I'm assigned to do and he wants to take me out I want to tell you if you have breath in your body today if you have blood flowing through your veins today God is not done with you he has a purpose for you here's the thing that we struggle with we may not see it we may not understand it. In fact, there are many of you today who don't even believe that God still has a purpose for your life. There are many of you today who believe because of what you've done and who you've done it with and how you did it and all the other things that have gone on in your life that has somehow uh, uh, negated or somehow aborted the mission that God has put on your life. But I'm here if you don't hear nothing else today. I'm here to tell somebody. He wants to send you. 
These were some sent people. Here's where we struggle with sending. We are selfish. We don't want to go because our self wants to stay. Jesus insisted that they left the place of the most miraculous move of God they had seen to date. He insisted that he sent them away from that place. Do you know how many of us would have made every excuse to not go? Do you know how many of us would have said, Jesus, surely you need somebody to stay here and, and, and carry your Bible while you're here, Jesus. Surely, surely you need somebody to stay behind and help. But no, he sent them and he sent them and he taught them a lesson of discipleship. This is not about you. This is about my plan for you. Here's another word for somebody today. Whether you believe this or not, this life is really not about you. It's about his plan that he wants to work in you and work through you and do something great inside of you. If you are the only focus that you have, you might have an idol. That idol might be you. You ought to ask God to do what he did in these young people. Grow me closer to you so that the things inside of me will die and so that your plan for me will live. Say amen today. He sent them and he sent them against themselves. We have to get rid of self if we are going to understand the power of being sent. Self and sent cannot go in the same direction. Let me say that again. Self and sent cannot go in the same direction. But Pastor Cliff, he sent them into a storm? See, a lot of times we believe, and, and, and there is a whole movement of people that believe, well, God, God just does things to teach us a lesson. I want to tell you that your pastor doesn't believe that. I can't find in his word where he gives people sickness to teach them a lesson. I cannot find in his word where he gives them uh, uh, mental disorders to teach them a lesson. I can't find in his word where he makes people broke to teach them a lesson. I can find in his word where the devil attacked them while God sent them. I can find in his word where they encountered some storms while they were on the path doing. Have you ever said to yourself, God, I am doing everything you told me to do. Why am I still in this storm right here? I've said these words to God. God, what, what am I doing wrong? Has anybody said that? God, what am I, what am I doing wrong? How in the world can I be listening to your voice and responding to your voice and still encounter the horrible winds and the waves of, uh, 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 that, that try to make me afraid and slow me down? I want to tell the body of Christ this morning, you can live in the will of God and do everything he said, understand that you are sent, lay down self and still encounter a storm every now and then. You can still encounter the wind. You can still encounter the waves. And I know for somebody in this place, the storm seems like it is unrelenting. It seems like it will never stop. It seems like you cannot handle another day. But I want to give you good news. If Jesus sent you, he's going to deliver you through the storm. Exodus says, my God, my God is a deliverer. He's a deliverer. 
He said, I've seen the afflictions of my people and I will deliver them. So Jesus sent them. Everybody say, Jesus sent them. Jesus sent them, but also Jesus saw them. He sent them and he saw them. See, the devil wants to work overtime to make us think just because we're working for God and that we're in the middle of a storm, that for some reason God doesn't see the storm that we're in. There's oftentimes the enemy wants to, make, wants to convince us and make us think that we're doing everything, yet though we're doing everything right, for some reason God has abandoned us in the middle of our storm. But this passage of scripture tells us something different. This passage of scripture says late at night. One, one interpretation said it was the fourth watch at night. Let me put into perspective what that is in the, in the way that they kept time. A day was from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then they broke the night, those 12 hours, into four watches. To, uh, nine, uh, excuse me, 6 to 9 p.m., uh, 10 to 12 p.m., 1 to 3 a.m., and then 3 to 6 a.m. They were in the fourth watch, the midnight, the, the, the deep late when everybody else had gone to bed. Everybody else already was not even responding to texts anymore. The disciples were on the boat saying, we need some help out here. And nobody was responding. In the middle of the night, in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of the struggling. Look what this verse says. It says they were straining with the oars. They were rowing against the wind. They were doing, they had come across a serious storm. Something serious that nobody else could comprehend unless you had your hands on the oars and you were pulling against the wind. One interpretation said they were straining. They were straining. <sighs> straining at the oars nobody in the world knows what I'm going through right now have you ever depended on God and Lord it just seemed like you were out of resources because it seemed like the storm was so big and so heavy and everything that you had every ounce of energy and some of you have never been through storms like that but there is about 50 people in this room who have been through storms who can say I don't know how I don't know how I made it they were straining at the oars they were feeling alone in the middle of the lake there wasn't no emergency lighting there wasn't no radio to play their favorite song to help them work a little better. They were straining in the storm. There's a mama in here today. I know. I talked to her. She's in the storm. And every resource, every ounce of pull that she has, she's straining against the wind and against the waves, who am I talking to who is up against some wind and up against some waves? You're up against a battle. You're feeling alone in the dark. You're feeling forgotten. You're feeling like no one sees you. No one understands. But I'm here to tell you, not only did Jesus send them, despite they might encounter a storm, but it says about 3 o'clock in the morning, he looked upon the lake and he saw them in their struggle. Here today, I want to tell you that the king that we have, our redeemer, our God, he sees you in the storm you are. He sees you 
in the battle that you are in. He sees you in the financial situation that you, he sees your marriage in the moment that it's in. He sees your bank account. You may think he doesn't see it. You may think he has forsaken your bank account. You may think he has forsaken your health, your mental health, your spiritual health. But I want to give you some good news this morning. We serve a God who has never lost sight. The Bible says his eyes are all over the earth. He is omnipresent. He is omniscient. He sees. He is there. And he sees you in the storm. Now, he sent you. He didn't send a storm to you. He sent you to get through whatever storm you may encounter. But he sees you in the storm. Pastor Cliff, how in the world do you say he sees us when the scripture says he intended to pass them by? What? It says uh, in verse 48, he intended to go past them. Three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came walking on the water, but, but he intended to pass them by? I want to give you some context of what this passage of scripture, and my goodness, this excited me. Because I don't know if you've ever been in a storm, and though you know God sent you, and you know God saw you, it seems like you see him doing everything in your life except helping you out at that moment. Has God ever done, has he ever done that in your life and somehow, and you see, you know that you're a son or a daughter of God. You know that you're on commission by God, but for some reason you look around and he's doing everything else but helping you get through the storm. I don't know, I don't know if you got the guts to be real at church this morning. You might could paint a picture that everything's been fairy tales and, and rainbows and, and, and uh, sprinkled donuts all your life. But there are some of us who realize that in the middle of my storm, it seems like he was doing everything for everybody else. He was passing me by. Have you ever felt passed by? Have you ever felt like you weren't important? Have you ever felt like God didn't see you or didn't notice you? Have you ever felt like you were in the middle of straining every day you were working as hard as you can to pull against the storm and it seemed like you look up and he was just passing you by? Well, I want to remind you of the scripture in the Exodus where God, uh, where Moses told God, said, I want to see your glory. He said, I want to see your face. And the Bible says in the book of Exodus that God told Moses, Moses, you can't stand my face. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide you in the, in the cleft of a rock and I'm going to put my hand over you. And when I pass you by, I'll remove my hand and you'll be able to see my glory when I pass you by. If you don't believe that, God did the same thing to Elijah in, in the book of 1 Kings when he was running for Jezebel. Jezebel was coming after him. He ran into a cave and he said, God, deliver me. And God told Elijah, he said, I want you to go into the rock and I'm going to put my hand over the door. And then I'm going to, when I pass you by, I'm going to take my hand back and I'm going to reveal the power of my I'll give you good. He intended to pass them by. 
So next time you feel alone in the dark, and next time you feel alone in your struggle, next time you... He's passing you by. He's passing you by. He's not moving at your time. He's passing you by. He's not doing how you want it. He wants to pass you by. He wants to show you you can't handle my glory. Take your seat today because I'm not done. He saw them and he passed them by. But when he intended, oh, I feel a good preach in my soul today. When he intended to pass them by, the Bible says they saw him and they were terrified. They saw him and they perceived. See, he had glory in his mind. But people in their fear in their fatigue, in their, their, their struggle for, for, for uh, validity, their wonder if God has forsaken them, they didn't even recognize Jesus. The same people, Robert, that saw him break fishes and loaves of bread and feed 20,000 people. The same Jesus they had already seen open blind eyes and open deaf ears and make lame legs come together. They still thought he was a ghost. I want to tell you that it is possible for you to see Jesus and not trust him in the middle of your storm. I want to tell you that it is the plan of the enemy to convince you that though Jesus is working in your situation, you think it is something else and it is not working. I, I want to even tell you that it is possible to see him and not recognize who he is. I heard a prophet yesterday say that, it, that our churches in America are seeing Jesus but not seeing Jesus. They're seeing Jesus, but because he don't look like what they think he should look like, and he don't preach like the, thing, the way they think he should preach like, and he's not dressed the way they think he should dress like, they miss the glory of Jesus because they're so focused I want to He saw them, and because they did not wreck, they were terrified. 
I want to tell Hope Alive Church there is a move of God coming to this church. Who can I prophesy? There is a move of God coming to this church that if you are not in tune with Jesus, he will pass through the room and you will be terrified. You will think it is something else. You will think it is something of this world. You will think that we are crazy. Let me give you a preamble to my crazy. He saw them, but they didn't see him. Hello, somebody. He sees you. Don't you dare. Don't you dare uh, blame the miraculous things going on in your life as coincidence. Let me pastor you real good. There is no such thing as good karma that comes to your home. That is exactly what this world has changed our words into thinking because we've done good things. We're just getting good karma. No, let me tell you, that's Jesus walking by your boat. Jesus passed by and they did not even recognize. Let me, let me keep pastoring for just a quick second. He wants to pass by your job. But if you're too focused on other people's opinions of you, you will not recognize him. He wants to restore your marriage. Hello, somebody. But if you're too, if you're too focused on the situation and the condition and other people, he wants to build your business, business owners. But if you're too worried about the bottom line and I don't want to do this and, and I got goals and I got too much pride to let some things that are on life support die. Let me help a business person. You've been holding it on life support. The word of the Lord is unplug it and let it die. Because you have been keeping something on life support that has drawn the life out of you, not given any life to you. If you don't know what he looks like, you'll miss him in the storm. Jesus sent them. Jesus saw them. And then Jesus spoke to them. He spoke to them. And he said to them, he said, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. For he said, I am here. He said, I am here. I, I had to use the gospel of Mark for this story because the Greek word that Mark used in this story caused the English translation, I am to be translated to its original meaning. If you notice that A in the, in the word am is not lowercase. If you notice that A in the word am is not just a, just, a, just a description of who is there. That A is an indication that the I am is in the storm with you now. That is an indication when he told them, 
Do not be afraid. I'm here to tell somebody this morning, do not be afraid. It doesn't look like it's working out for your good, but do not be afraid. It doesn't look like things are going to happen right, but do not be afraid. I want to tell you to take courage like Jesus told them. He said, take courage. I get dorky with the Greek, uh, Tammy and Jane. They, they gave me a, a Bible study uh, uh, translation, and I get real dorky with the Greek words in these passages of Scripture, but this passage passage of scripture the Greek word here says that take courage means the redeemer has come to save you the redeemer has come to save you so don't be afraid in the middle of your storm be of good cheer be of good courage because the redeemer has come to save your life he's come to deliver you you're straining against the oars but the redeemer is here he said take courage don't be afraid. He said the I am is in the storm. I'm closing with this. I want to tell you. Isaiah prophesied this moment right here. Isaiah prophesied this story. Because in the book of Isaiah, this is what he said. He said, I, number one, family of Jacob, the Lord created you, people of Israel. He formed you. He says what? Do not be afraid. He says, I will set you free. And what? I will send you. I will send for you by name. You belong to me. And though you will pass through deep waters, here is a word for somebody. If you are not in the middle of a storm, there is going to come some times where you are passing through some deep, deep, scary, dark waters. But the good news of the gospel is you will pass through deep waters, but I will be with you. You will pass through the rivers. Come on, somebody. But their waves will not sweep over you. You will walk through the fire, but you will not be burned because the flames will not harm you. For Jesus told them when he got on the boat, he said in verse 3, I am the Lord your God. I am the Holy One of Israel. I am the one who and I will give up it. I shout for joy. I am is on your boat. So if you're here today and you are in the storm, if you are here today and you are straining at the oars, if you are here today and you are up against the wind and the waves, I may tell you this, you may feel like you are in the storm, but the good news is the I am is in the storm with you. Though I am in the storm, the I am in the storm is Jesus. Stand on your feet and take 60 seconds and thank the Lord. He is in the storm with you today. Come on, lift your voice today and shout for joy because he is in the storm. Come on, turn your voices up. Come on, raise your spirit high. He is in the storm with you. Don't be discouraged. Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't quit praying, Mom. Don't quit praying, Dad. Don't quit praying, business owner. Don't quit praying, entrepreneur. We serve a God who has never left you in the storm. Come on, if you love him, give him praise in the house.
Pastor Cliff, why are you so excited this morning? Because I myself have been in a season of straining against the oars. I myself have been in a season where it seems like every move I make, I'm up against heavy winds and heavy turmoil and heavy storms. But I looked to my right and I saw Jesus passing me by. And when he passed me by just about two weeks ago, he revealed his glory for me. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I don't care if you think I'm a little dramatic. I don't care if you think I'm a little outlandish. I don't care if you say to yourself, is all that really necessary? Maybe you've never been in the storm I've been in. But when I see Jesus get on my boat and he mounts the bridge of my boat and all of a sudden James the wind and the waves begin to calm down, I know that I know he is in the storm with me hear me mama single mom the Lord says to you you are not alone in the storm marriage the Lord says to you you are not alone in the storm young woman young man you are not alone in the storm we serve a God who is the I am of the storm he was the I am on the beach when they fed 5,000. He was the I am on the other shore when many miracles happened. He was the I am at the beginning. He is the I am at the end. And I got good news for you. Even though you feel wind and you feel waves, he is the I am in the storm that you are in. You almost gave up. Yeah, the Holy Spirit just told me to tell you, you, somebody in this room's about to give up. You're about to throw, you're about to jump ship because it feels like it would be better for you to die to take yourself out than let this storm take you out. But that simply cannot be the truth, Marie. He's brought you way too far to leave you now. He brought you way too far to leave you now. You may feel the wind and you may feel the waves. But lift your hands and let's thank God we have an I am that is with us in the storm. Come on, can you lift your hands and thank the Lord? He's the I am. The I am. He's the way out of no way. He's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's the bright and morning star. He's a redeemer today. He's a deliverer today. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Take courage. He said, I am here. You are not alone, woman of God. You are not alone, mother. He is here. I want our prayer team to come quickly today because somebody, instead of holding on to the oars, you have looked for the nearest life vest. Instead of straining against the wind, you have looked for the nearest exit door. But if you don't hear anything else, I, I've screamed and hollered at you today. 
hear these words. He sent you. He sees you. And he's speaking to you. He sent you. He sees you. And the Lord says he wants to speak to you. Don't you dare call a ghost what heaven is sent to be a deliverer. Close your eyes all over this room and lift your hands. There's people that the Holy Spirit is dealing with you even now, right in this moment. You're saying to yourself, I don't know if I, on my own strength and on my own resources can do it. But the Holy Spirit wants to remind you He is in the storm. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms or visit us online at myhopealive.church.